This is Paul Hicks from Waiting for Doom, and you're listening to me, who would be listening to the Longbox Crusaders, except I'm doing a promo for them right now. Thank you. This episode was recorded in front of a live Crusader Club audience. You're listening to the Longbox Crusade Podcast, episode 25, featuring Incredible Hulk, number 215, cover dated September 1977. Welcome to the 25th episode of the Longbox Crusade. Wow, can you believe it? We're here. Woo-hoo! 25 still alive. Nice. Climbing the charts. Good at, job. Yeah. It's 25. Climbing the charts at number 25 is coming from the Longbox Crusade. LBC crew gets together to talk about the Incredible Hulk. I'm your host, Pat, a.k.a. DJ Christatos. The Longbox Crusade is a podcast where each episode, a random cover month and year is chosen, and then an issue is selected from one of the Longbox Crusade crew members' comic collection. Each episode will summarize, review, and reminisce about the issue, ads, and events of that time period. Yes, folks, you may have heard me say that right. It's a little switch-up we're doing, starting with number 25. We're going to take a random year and month, and then we're going to choose something from one of the four of ours collection. And that's what we're doing today. Welcome to number 25, boys. Woohoo! Woo! I thought that's what we always did. Yeah! I was under the impression that's what we always did. Wow. What was that? (laughs) You send a comic, I read a comic, we talk. (laughs) We don't don't ask questions where they came (laughs) from. Well, I figured I probably didn't put it in writing now so you guys can finally understand what this is all about. Is this like Pat's poll list? Mm. (laughs) No, because I care about this. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Hurtful. Your words are hurtful. (laughs) Hulk smash, Pat Ego. (laughs) (laughs) Sad music as I walk away. (laughs) Will Pat ever get his ego back? Will Jason continue to crush him? We don't know. Did you say his eagle back? Yeah. <laughs> A dream, I'm an eagle. Well, all right, let's get to it. Joining me in this episode is Jarrett Albrick, the yard sale artist, and he has the pick for this episode. Mm, yes, yes. Thank you for inviting me to the 25th Spectacular. You're welcome, Death Probe. <laughs> and I was glad to bring this Incredible Hulk comic. And as usual, I'll start the show off with a bit. I am not actually the art sale artist that's been recording with you for the last 20-something episodes, Pat. You're not? No. Uh, that yard sale artist was killed. I was in a tube getting all the information from said yard sale artist. And then upon his death and some sort of an electrical charge, it awoke me. And now I'm the yard sale artist, also used to live in the sky. Who has questions? I don't I have a question. I'm your second when, head. When you <laughs> when you brush your teeth, 
Yeah. Do you have to do with one head at a time, or does it do both with the two heads that you do? Or I, uh, there's a special uh, toothbrush you get. It's mm. split into a Y shape, so okay. you can. That's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. So anyway, that's who I am. Well, let's see who else is here with me. We have Jason the Weasel Skull Albrick. Well, thanks, Pat. The lesson I learned from this comic book that we read for today is that I need to make sure that I limber up and can do some wind sprints, man. Because if my strategy involves ticking off the incredible, (laughs) I have things to say about that. (laughs) Holy cow! Yeah, that's um, hmm, that's ballsy, man. If the Hulk chasing me, I'm gonna be adrenaline fueled. I can take that much. (laughs) You are sixty plus years old in full uniform. Class A's too, man. Class A's. Those aren't easy to run. It's it's like Delvin chasing down the cart. Yeah, that's breakaway. Oh, man, that was right impressive. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, is 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 chasing the cart or me? Uh, no, Jason would be in this instance in this scenario. I think I would be the um, the scientist guy that was like, mm, boy, I don't think you're gonna make it. <laughs> he's gonna die. <laughs> well, also joining us. Is Delvin the Dark Web Williams? Hello, Delvin. Hey, Pat. Yeah. So, uh, about here, settled at home, you know, about to let you know a little about my personal life and where'd he go? I guess he got beamed up from somewhere. Is he? Hopefully, he'll be back. He's got stuff to do later in the show. (laughs) Nobody cares about my personal life. (laughs) It's kind of short. Well, with all that chit chat out of the way, let's get to what is your current crusade? We'll go start around with Jared, work our way around again. Okay, Pat, for once, I'm not going to say art, even though I do have art crusades going on, naturally. Uh, Right now, I'm on a crusade with my 14-year-old son, Jordan, and we are crusading our way through both seasons of 1986's Sledgehammer television series. Little known fact for you, the theme song, which you might be thinking right now, because it's a fairly memorable theme song, was written by Danny Elfman. That's some early Elfman work before he got the Batman gig and Spider-Man and so on and so forth. But, uh, yeah, we are watching that, and it is a hoot, and Jordan's loving it, and it's a great blast from the past for me. So that's what's up, man. Just uh, Sledgehammer. Is that song the same as the Peter Gabriel song, Sledgehammer? No, that's two different songs. (laughs) Kind of similar, though. (laughs) I heard the Peter Gabriel song in my head, Delvin. Yeah. Mm, well, once you hear the Sledgehammer TV theme song, it will burrow in your brain for the rest of your life. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've heard it. Now I want to hear it. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll have my best engineer splice it in here. I know what I'm doing. Jason, what is your crusade? Well, I am currently continuing my quest to read all of the Ian Fleming James Bond novels. And I'm now reading 
the collection of short stories, including For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, and many others. Risico. Risico. In addition, I'm going through the Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes series. And finally, I am going to finish organizing my comics, something I started like two years ago. It's going to get finished this weekend, come hell or high water. I'm still doing that. <laughs> it's been on every Long Box Crusade. <laughs> Wait, no, that was you, Pat. That was that you. Was me. Yeah, I still do that. Yeah. Is it, me or is Jason's new mic make him sound like smarter? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was already using big words. Big so words, now. and now it's just like so. I'm a smooth operator. Smooth, smooth operator. Well, maybe now the microphone adds a translation bit so we know what he's talking about. It's like, <laughs> Oh, that could right, be right. Delvin, what is your current crusade? So just like Jared normally says something about art, I'm usually babbling something about jujitsu, so I won't do that. This is the 25th. This is special. So I will instead talk about the lady in my life who is going to be turning 65 in five days, and I will be going to Birmingham to socially distance party it up with her. That would be my mom, the lovely Dame Deborah Smith. Oh, I'm certain my invitation is in the mail. Yeah, I'll keep my eyes open for mine. In this case, lads, is social distance. We are in the time of the COVID. You know, if, if this were before the true true, then yeah, you guys would be invited. But we're keeping things socially distant. I'm just going to high five her from like six feet away. I'm not even going to hug her. You know, that's that's how socially distanced we're going to be. Okay, that's not true. I am <laughs> going to hug her because she's my mom. But everything else. Socially distance is possible, and I just want to go and say hello to her and let her know that I love her. Well, I know where she lives, so I'll see you there. <laughs> I am on my way. Awkward. That is true. You do know where she lives. I can't do anything to stop you. Is there going to be cake? <laughs> I don't know. I, you, you know her and Rick. He knows. Up. There's going to be cake. Yeah, be good. Be good. Be good. There should yeah. be cake. So I'm, I'm yeah. like, have you been there? Have you been at my mom's place, Jason? No, but I've been to Jared's, so I can link up with him, and away we go. <laughs> I know uh, in the chat, Easy Rooster's been there, and he just mentioned it as well. Ooh. Meet up. Yep. No meet up this time. Social distance. We have to We have to stay responsible and be responsible stewards to planet Earth. And we at the Long Box Crusade are renowned for our responsibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, yeah. Anyway, speaking about our responsibility, please tell Deborah, the dame, happy birthday from the LBC crew. I absolutely will. Uh, I have a question. Yes. Yes. Pat, what is your current crusade? Well, Jared, I am glad you asked. My current crusade is, and I've said this before, I'm doing some editing and I'm starting to edit Crusade Miss episodes. Ooh. It's getting to be that time. Oh, I can feel the chill in the air. A lot yeah. like Crusade Miss. So I'm I'm getting in that Christmasy spirit and crusading through those editing. Nice. So we can all have them wrapped up in a bow and ready underneath everybody's Christmas tree for the 12 days of Christmas coming soon. Mm. Wait, LBC. Who, who's going to be doing cleanup for those so you can do final edits? Who Who's responsible for that? That's you, man. Delvin the Dark yeah. Web Williams. <laughs> All right. So in the in our text chat the other day, Delvin was like, "Oh man, he Pat's edited the first Crusaders. That means I got to hurry up get the audio cleaned up by the others." And it's like, man, that is rough, man. You have to do that audio cleanup for twelve yeah. whole episodes. It's tough. <laughs> I know. This is not the audience to complain either, and it's, 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 I know it. I know it. Oh, 
I'm going to mute for real. We still love you. So that's your that's what you're up to, huh? Crusade mis editing. That's what I'm up to. Crusade mis editing now. Yep, it's that time of year. We gotta I'm trying to, you know, get ahead of the game where the last few I've always been way behind. Every December we yeah. lose Pat for like ten days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goes mm-hmm. into his Crusade mis hole and just doesn't, doesn't come, come out. Mm-hmm. Yep. If anybody in the chat would like to help decorate or take down the decorations for the LBC for the Crusade Miss season, get in touch with Pat. Uh, he's mm-hmm. always looking for help. I'll be looking for more help on that. Um, we, we don't really want Clinton to come out. And Jeff said something. He was trying to clean up the attic. And <laughs> Jeff didn't really Jeff. respond back to me at all. He did say Jeff. Did I say what did I say? Jeff? Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not Jeff it resides. Not Jeff. It. <laughs> don't add it. <laughs> That's Rick. He's up there in the attic. I'm so used to it. Not Jeff. So Maybe while he's up there, you could get him to put the Santa on the roof in the reindeer. Yeah. That would be kind of fun. And then Clinton could, you know, spray the the bug spray in the basement and set the rat traps. And mm-hmm. Definitely. Happy holidays, everyone. Well, with that out of the way, let's find out how this episode is sponsored. And it's sponsored by Omaha Bound Entertainment. Omaha Bound is your best choice for hard binding those special comics in your collection. The guys at Omaha Bound do only the best high quality binding. And this might be the best part. They custom design every cover. so. Every single hardcover they design is unique. You might even say it's what? Fancy. 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 <laughs> fancy. That's the word. That's the word. But how fancy? So fancy. Do you ask? So, so fancy. You are correct. In short, when you get your comics hardbound with Omaha Bound, you know that you have a truly one-of-a-kind collection. In addition to binding, they also sell special trade collections of hard-to-find comics. All this is available on their website, which is omahabound.com. Treat yourself and those special comics right. Go to omahabound.com today. And if this is still applicable when this episode comes out, they are running a Kickstarter right now for their new book of Phil Hester's older stuff called The Fringe. Back when Phil Hester was doing more indie books, and they're doing a Kickstarter to do a mass production of that trade paperback. So go out there and support that. Go to Omaha Bound on Twitter. I think they're at Oma Bound. I think it's just O-M-A Bound. And see if that Kickstarter's running. And if it is, please jump in on it. Sorry, Pat. I just remembered I promised him I'd bring that up. All right. Thank you for that, Jarrett. We also want to invite you to be a part of the show by submitting your comments and memories, which will be read later on in the show. All links and pictures for this episode will be found in the show notes, which can be found at the website longboxcrusade.com. Please add the podcast to your favorite podcast feed or on iTunes. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by the handle at longboxcrusade. And we hope you come along with us on the crusade to read them all. Now, before we get started with this episode's issue, let's go ahead and take a quick podcast promo break from a friend of the show. We will be right back. In 2014, two comic fans joined forces to do a Doom Patrol podcast. As there was no Doom Patrol comic series at the time, they called it Waiting for Doom. That was us, me, Mike, and him, Paul. In 2016, DC Comics became fearful of the power of Waiting for Doom and sought to appease us by bringing the comic back. Uh, That's not exactly how it went. In 2018, terrified of the sheer horde organizing power of Waiting for Doom, DC Universe announced a Doom Patrol TV show. Uh, I think they were planning that without us. In 2019, they again brought back the Doom Patrol comic, hoping we would not smite them. Uh, This makes no sense. In 2020, 
2021, they realized we were the most unstoppable force in existence and released the Doom Patrol movie. Uh, this is yeah. pure fantasy now. In 2022, a terrified motion picture academy awarded the Doom Patrol movie every single Oscar, including Best Documentary and Foreign Language Film. That, that's enough, Paul. Look, we just love the Doom Patrol and have fun talking about them. You can find us on all podcast places and now Spotify. And check out our website, waitingfordoom.com, or we will wipe you out, all of you. Welcome back from the break. Today's adventure from the long box is Incredible Hulk number 215, cover dated September of 1977. The credits for this issue are provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics website. Publisher was Marvel. Got a cover date of September 1977. Its on-sale date was June 14th of 1977. Cover price is just 30 cents. Editor is Len Wein. Writer, Len Wein. Penciler, Sal Buscema. And inker, Ernie Chan. Letterist is Joseph Rosen, and colorist is the Color Me Bad colorist, Glennis Ween. There's a lot of names we've heard here. Yeah, a whole bunch. I was yeah. very pleasantly surprised. It was almost like, I mean, and we picked this at random. We truly did. We're just like, all right, we're picking Hulk. <laughs> and I'm like, I know that name. I know that yeah. name. I know that name. <laughs> it was nice. Yeah, it was late. We were like, what issue do we want to bring? And how we did it. I was just like, we're bringing a Hulk issue 215. Go to bed. <laughs> that's, how we, that's how we did it. You can read along with us in the reprint in Essential Hulk Volume 6 trade paperback or on the Marvel Unlimited app. Cover credits go to pencils by Rich Butler. Inks, Ernie Chan. And colorist is, again, the color me bad colorist, Glennis Wing. Well, let's go ahead and get a cover review brought to you by Jared. I'm happy to do it. I love doing the cover reviews. I'm sure you guys are green with envy that you don't get to do it. It's a hint to my theme. Here we go. The Marvel Comics group banner is orange with black letters, and the Hulk is stomping out from his matching orange corner box. The Incredible Hulk logo is blue with red accents. The main action is a very busy cover, showing the Hulk in a gamma et of situations, four to be exact. Scene one says, captured by superior powers as Hulk is being beamed up into the sky. Bet he didn't see that coming. Betty didn't see that. Yeah, anyway, I'll keep going. Scene two reads, alone against the forces of S.H.I.E.L.D., where the Green Goliath is doing his patented thunderbolt of a Hulk clap, scattering yellow-clad agents in every direction. Scene three is the most predominant one. It states, enraged his oldest enemy about to become his victim as Hulk smash through a wall, terrifying General Ross. The fourth and final scene, I told you it was a busy cover, says, and behind these insane acts, the most unexpected supervillain of all, where some shadowed figure has a real Jones for looking on as General Ross is trapped behind glass. Okay, sound effects assignments, Pat. Go ahead and do the thunder clap. Jason, do the beam up noise. And Delvin, you get the honor of Hulk busting through the wall in three, two, one, go. He's doing a golf clap. That's a golf clap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, that that's not how it goes. That, you know, everyone gets their own interpretation. That's so. true. Okay. I wanted to do my impression of Nick Nolte as Bruce Banner's father. 
Oh, from the Ang Lee Hall. How's that name, Bruce? Bruce. Oh, I have more to say. Let's talk about Valadar. Anybody take a real close look at that cover and notice it did not say. I was just seeing that. Yeah. Rich Butler. It said Valadar. Yep. I did a little digging. Valadar is the name that Rich Butler would use when he was under exclusive contract with DC to draw other covers. Oh, interesting. Slippery, slippery weasel. Son of a gun. (laughs) No, man, that wasn't me. That was Valadar. (laughs) (laughs) I was behind the scenes, everyone. I was doing the script prep and, you know, Rich Butler, you know, we get the information from Amazing World. And then I looked at the cover and I was like, it says Valadar. And so I did a little, you know, deep, deep research. I mm-hmm. went to my local library. I checked out a few tomes, read a few scrolls. <clears throat> then you Googled some it. people on the street. Googled Valadar cover <laughs> artist and discovered that was Rich Butler's pseudonym for when he was under exclusive contract with DC. That's how he got away with making a little side money. You know, he pulled an OJ. Someone's like, this dude, Valadar, draws exactly like, a, you know, this son of a bitch. Well, I'm going <laughs> to find him when I find him. If the pen don't fit, you must quit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's, with the cover description out of the way, let's go ahead and find out what you guys thought about the cover and the art. We'll start with Delvin. Sometimes those busy covers where they do like the different action scenes, they don't really capture me. It's like they couldn't really think of what to do. So they sort of just wrote a page in a comic and kind of just put it there. And this one was fine. You know, you got to see the Hulk in action and a little bit of intrigue. And like, I know we don't rate it for a long boss crusade. It'd be right in the middle for me because those type of covers never really like just capture my attention fully. So I'm like, eh. Jason. Yeah, I agree with you. Sometimes these get a little too busy. There's something kind of charming about them though from this period of time. In this particular instance, the cover at least does faithfully represent what happens in the book. So I always appreciate that. I really like how the little Hulk in the corner box is like stepping out of the quarter box, heading towards Mm. the powder blue Incredible Hulk title. That just kind of visually grabs me for whatever reason. So all in all, I think this is a fairly solid cover. I'm with Delvin though, probably wouldn't go up on my wall, but one that, um, I, I find visually pleasing and makes me interested to read what's inside the book. Jared, what do you think? Uh, I'll go. I'll go last. Go ahead and pa- pass it to Pat if you don't mind. Pat, what do you think? I'll go second and go ahead and pass it to Jared. Jared, what I'll do you think? <laughs> I'm going to see Pat's pass and raise him a second pass. You know what, Delvin? Ooh, I'm giving it back to you. Trash. Delvin, you can't can't triple pass. A couple pass. <laughs> well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I got did it to yourself. You I got to yourself. Oh, I got duped again. I agree with both Delvin and Jason on this. I like the the kind of action on this, but it's kind of like oh, it's it's to me it's kind of all right. But I'd like the charmness that Jason said in it. I like the all white background. It makes the Incredible Hulk, the part of blue, stand out really nice. So, and it made me want to open it up and take a look at it. The art, man, that Valadar. He's got some good inks and good drawing going on there. Almost as good as Rich Butler. Yeah. You almost think it was, but... So, Jared, what do you think? Well, I'm just going to easily echo everything you guys said. It's a busy cover, right? So immediately, like, if I was in Chronicles mode, I was like, man, I'm feeling like a two or a three on this. But then the more I thought about it, you know how we talk about 
if this was a poster, would you hang on the wall? This would make an excellent poster. I, I think I could see this like in a restaurant. You'd, yeah, because I mean, like, like this, a, like it's so descriptive of what's going on. Like yeah, as a, a cover, I don't think it's wonderful. But like, if they blew it up to poster size, I'd be like, heck yeah, it hang out on my wall. That's cool as heck. And so it's a weird place where it falls. But I wanted to go last because, as you guys may remember, earlier in the week, I announced to everybody that we were going to be doing Incredible Hulk two fifteen for the twenty fifth episode spectacular. And I asked people to chime in on some of their favorite covers. So I'm just going to sound off on a few, so our listeners can uh, go check them out and see what they think. So these covers were supposed to be cover dated September of 1977. Some people broke the rules and hit close to it, but whatever, it's all in good fun. Kirk Spencer shared, of course, uh, GI Combat from September of 77 and The Losers, number 175, and Unknown Soldier, number 207. He likes military books. Uh, I shared a gold key Star Trek comic from that era that's a really beautiful painted cover. And GLHG shared Star Wars issue one, which I know you like, Pat. Yes. Our friend from the garage, Gene Hendricks, shared The Tomb of Dracula, number 60. Very cool looking cover. Our friend Delvin the Dark Web Williams shared Amazing Spider-Man number 172, which I feel like we've covered on the podcast. (laughs) And Eric Goldbecker. Shared The Eternals, number 15. Eternals is not a book I know a lot about, so you can check out that cover, number 15 of The Eternals. And finally, just a comment from fellow anchor and creator of the comic book Ghoul Scouts, Mark Stegbauer said he loves this issue of The Hulk. I don't have a whole lot of issues of the book. Of the ones I do have, this is my favorite. So that's what they chimed in over on Twitter. So that was fun. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see all those uh, other covers come around. And then the see the few that we actually covered because we covered the Star Wars one, I believe. Mm-hmm. The Star Wars and the Spider One one, Spider Man one that Delvin shared. Very cool. Thank you for doing that extra homework, Jared. Twenty fifth spectacular, spectacular. Woohoo! All right. Well, with our thoughts on the cover out of the way, let's go ahead and get the synopsis for this issue, and that'll be brought to you by Delvin. Doctor Banner, Delvin by Gamma Rays. The title of this book is Home is Where the Hurt Is. You know, the one thing I love about these synopses I do is I just get to be alone here with my thoughts. There's nobody here to interrupt me. That's right. No one to interrupt us. Jared, what are you doing here? We're a team, buddy. It's like we're joined at the face. Where I go, you go. Also, it's a bit that will become abundantly clear in a few moments. Keep going. Let's start. Some mobster is about to get offed by other mobsters at the waterfront when Hulk emerges from the water. The attempted murdering mobsters shoot at the Hulk, bad idea, and get sent on a joyride in their car into the river. Then the saved mobster gets the same fate, Sans car. Clean up on Pier 4, am I right? <laughs> <sighs> Meanwhile, on the Shield Helicarrier, Thunderbolt Ross, Shield Agent Clay Quartermain, and a scientist called the Gaffer have a problem. Some monstrous creature has intruded into the floating helicarrier and accosted a room. That creature turns out to be Bi-Beast and... Oh. You get the gimmick now. Bi-Beast has two heads, like we do for the synopsis. It's a hilarious bit. That's great, right? I got it. 
Meanwhile, a sulking Hulk turns into Bruce Banner, who broods, who meets Jim Wilson. They do some down-to-earth stuff that I will explain in great detail. Oh, no, he won't, Johnny. Tractor beam Bruce up to the helicarrier now. I want your tractor beam noise, Jared. (laughs) (laughs) That's really (laughs) I thought it was going to be a slide whistle. I was not expecting that quality. Uh, that's really I good. saw tractor beam noise in parentheses. So I just figured you had one. I didn't know it was on me. <laughs> no, I, I wanted I wanted you to do it. Okay, well I came through, and you did it. You did. You absolutely did come through. All right, we're starting back. But Bruce was in an apartment, and fine. Thunderbolt Ross had a pretty good plan, actually. Get Hulk to chase him and lead the Hulk straight to the By Beast, so they can fight and hopefully cancel each other out and stop By Beast from taking over the helicarrier and turning it into his own personal city. Despite old T-Bolt being 106, he's old. He's got loose skin and old balls. <laughs> Pretty impressive, fellow headmate. The book ends with Hulk getting blasted by special lasers. Yes, he's using quote marks for lasers. We aren't amateurs. Leaving the Hulk to get lacerated by said lasers or having the heat from the lasers boil his blood. Now that's done. I'm going to fight a bear. He is not going to fight a bear. Back to you, Pat. Thank you, Delvin. And your other head, <laughs> I guess. Jeez, you know what Jeez. they say? Two heads are really better than I one. I was thinking that. And I was thinking well, in this case, this yeah. might be the exception. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> <laughs> Jason fighting the bear? Hmm? Is Jason going to fight the bear? I've been lubing up to fight this bear like all day, so there better be a bear to come into this long box studio at some point in time. Otherwise, I'm going to punch Sean Connery right in the face. Somebody's Uh-oh. getting punched in the face. Do I'm I have to pull out up. my sword? I've only pulled it out once. I'll pull out the sword, man. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I raided Sean Connery's uh, Coke safe. I got his Coke. I've been snorting it all day. I'm ready to roll, baby. Like he, he was lubed up for this. Why does he need lubricant to fight a bear? I don't know why he keeps lubricant. Well, he's got to be slippery. You understand? So the bear can't like get a grip on oh, it. Oh, it makes sense. Okay. And the lubricant was right next to the Coke in the safe. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. I mean, come on, man. And why wouldn't it come be? Come on, man. In the same- I don't know. I don't keep his safe together for him. And I mean, come on, Sean. 007 is the combination. That <laughs> took me all of five <laughs> seconds to figure that one out. Oh, Sean. Well, Wait, Sean, I want to cut it the number. It's cut the of length of my... What? <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> and that's not an in inches, boys. <laughs> all right. Well, happy birthday, Sean. That's right. Somebody's 90. All right. Well, that's synopsis out of the way. Let's find out what you guys thought about the story. And we'll go around the opposite way and start with Jared and work our way around. Oh, hey. Story good. Story good. Okay. Hulk Um, smash. Give me some real thoughts on the story. And, you know, for once on an actual Longbox Crusade, I won't just empty the barrel and leave nothing for everybody else. I'm just, I'm going to kind of return into Chronicles and just kind of hit one thing. So starting on page one. There's a really great drawing of the Hulk coming out of the uh, river, but that's more to do with art. Anyways, the story was okay. I tell you what I didn't like. Let me start with what I didn't like. The Chris Claremonti background of the Bi-Beast was like, I was from the sky, and then I was in a pod, and then then these other people came, and then the Hulk came, and the Harpy came, and then the pod got destroyed. But then I was actually in the pod, and I woke up in the pod, and I got up to the shield, and I was just like, I don't care. I, I, I am not a guy for backstory, apparently. <laughs> but Ross is like, well, tell me about yourself. How did you get here? 
<laughs> and he's like, well, I'm, just gonna be right there. I'm glad I- you asked. <laughs> Well, see, I got two heads and blah, 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 blah. well, Thaddeus, I'm glad you asked. Isn't that his real first name? Isn't it Thaddeus? Yes, I think it is. <laughs> Don't make fun of Thaddeus. That's a baller name, it's man. A baller name. Yeah. Thaddeus Ross. But yeah, I didn't care for that. But outside of that, um, just, you know, this is being a snapshot. We're not following the story arc. I did like the Bruce Banner parts where he was starting a new life in New York City, you know, that needs another superhero, clearly. <laughs> but, uh, clearly. Aside from that, you know, I like I said I like the banner parts and I liked the uh, the action was good. And I'll leave it at that and pass over to the Weasel Skull. Yeah, there were some parts of this book that I really liked. Admittedly, I've never been a diehard Hulk reader, so I wasn't familiar with all of the characters, but there were some mainstays in there. I think some of the things that I liked the most about it, I really just have fun whenever any action happens on a helicarrier. I think that's always a good time. It's hella cool. It's hella cool, yeah. And they smashed the hell out of that helicarrier, too. I think the Bybeast was interesting as a character. I remember as a kid reading comics, when you saw those panels with the rounded corners, that equals flashback, those things that we hate when we talk about. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't like flashbacks. So I could have done without that whole backstory. But overall, I thought it was pretty interesting. And I thought, too, that that scene where... Hulk is talking like he's talking about killing himself. Like he's talking suicide. There's some dark stuff mm-hmm. in that book. So I was really kind of taken back. Like, wow, that's that's kind of deep stuff for what I was expecting from a 1970s comic book. So hats off to Marvel for tackling some tough subject matter. So overall, I enjoyed it. Some stuff uh, stuck with me more than others, but solid book all in all. What do you think, Delvin? Gonna start with a confession. You didn't read the book. Didn't read it. <laughs> that, no, I actually was gonna sell a real confession. There was no joke here. <laughs> oh, huh. yeah, I know. I, I would be disappointed. I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't have a joke. There we go. Oh. Now the confession. I read Peter David Hulk, and then I read subsequent Hulk. I collected Hulk for a pretty decent amount of time, but like the older Hulk, the thought of it doesn't really intrigue me or incite or excite me because. He's dumb. He's brooding. He wants to be left alone. I got it. We have Jared for that. <laughs> so, I mean, 200, hey, leave me alone. 215 <laughs> issues of that. That's like a dozen, 15, 20 some years. I don't feel like doing math. Like, okay. Carry the one. Yeah. So 17, 18 years. That's a lot of brooding and want to be left alone. And you would think. A big, powerful beast like that that destroys stuff that people would just leave him alone. Well, that wouldn't make much of a comic book. I mean, just like, all right, I, I, I'm big and destroy stuff. Leave me alone, and I'll leave you alone. All right. <laughs> they keep on trying, don't they? <laughs> no one's ever walked away with a W, but they keep on trying. Like, I mean, <laughs> Big Hulk comes out of the water, monsters shoot at him. Why? Why shoot at him? Did he attack you? So, I should get to a point here. It wasn't a bad read. And if anything, I had no idea Lin Wein wrote this book ever. None. Zip. And apparently, right around the same time that he was writing Spider-Man. Who knew? I didn't. I'm sure that people, some people listening to the show are going to be like, how did you not know? Because I didn't know. Didn't know. So... Because it's Lin Wayne, because of how he wrapped up Spidey, I would be more interested in reading more Hulk because I guarantee that he put a really, really good story together. 
that had a great payoff at the end of his run. I will say this. I know Lynn Ween had a pretty decent run because he wrote 180 and 181, which was his first appearance of Wolverine. Wolverine. And he's still on it at 215. Here at Action Film Face-Off, Albert Elvis does the math for you, and he said this is nine years into the Hulk run. Nine times 12 is 108. But I don't think they started with issue one. I, I no, think it, Journey it, into Mystery, right? Yeah, I think they kicked it over, you know, like Captain America did, like it yeah. started at 100 or something weird yeah. like that. Yeah. Only Albert Elvis knows for sure. Thank you very much. Right. I just want to point out that I've been trying to give Mountain Flower this job for. <laughs> she for does, her. Does she won't do it. This this you gotta want it. You gotta she want doesn't it. Want that, it. That, that train has sailed, sir. Yeah. It has sailed. Should we pass it to Patronus? Pat, go. Well, Delvin, I'm glad you asked. I'm just gonna re-say what you guys all said too. I don't think I've read a lot of Hulk. I can't remember the last Hulk I've read in a long, long, long time. So it was kind of interesting to go back to 1977 and read this. And what really stuck out to me was he talks a lot. And he talks a lot, like, out loud. I found that interesting, but yet I found that that helped tell the story a lot better than you can understand how he's feeling and what he's trying to do. I thought that it was very interesting that... He turns back into Banner, and then does Jim Wilson? I don't know who that is. Does anybody know? I didn't know who it was either. Black Alive, right? Who is it? No, I don't think Jim Wilson ever got any powers. He was just Bruce Banner's other friend. Everybody remembers Rick Jones. Jones, okay. Jim Wilson was his buddy, and his story culminates in a very touching and poignant issue where, spoiler alert, in the mid to late 90s, Jim Wilson... He becomes a victim of AIDS, and uh, okay. it was a sad, sad issue. I had the one where he died, and it was it was terrible. Think of him as a Rick Jones, like he and Rick Jones were like Hulk's only friends. Very cool. And Betty, of course, but no Thunderbolt. But no Thunderbolt. Oh, Tim Price dropping knowledge bombs. Falcon's nephew, Wilson. Ooh. I did not know that. I always knew him as Hulk friends. I did not realize he was related to Falcon. Very cool, Tim Price. Very cool. Another Falcon Wilson. Tim is also telling us, tells to astonish, 60s started Hulk's ongoing appearances until the series was renamed Incredible Hulk. Good stuff. Good stuff. Nobody liked to show up. (laughs) The Falcon is the connection to the Hulk. Hulk. (laughs) Very good. You see the Hulk, it's it's a combination of a hawk and the Hulk put together. So you get a big green. (laughs) Oh, Pat, you got to edit this. I know it's going to be bad. Uh, I also really wanted to find out more about the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents at this time. What were they doing? Did they have their own comic yet or anything? They definitely felt like they were trying to sell that one guy. What was his name? Quartermain. Quartermain, yeah. And they have a, well, they're name checking a bunch of other guys too. And I'm like, oh, has everybody got like a. Definitely feels like there was a S.H.I.E.L.D. series going somewhere they were trying to push, where they were inexplicably wearing yellow, which, by the way, bad decision. I mean, they fight AIM. Doesn't that get confusing on the battlefield? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. If if you're going to storm a volcano base, you got to be in gray while the bad guys are in red. I mean, James Bond has taught us nothing (laughs) over the years. Go on, please. Got to give it to him, though. Matching track suits. Come on. There you go. Oh, yes. The track suit aspect is nice. It's important to have the color wheel when you're invading a volcano. Yeah, and knowing who you're going to fight against so you can make sure you have the opposite. 
all right, what are you guys wearing today? It's, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to wear our whites. You guys are going to wear your home fatigues. We'll wear our away fatigues. And then we're going to fight. Speaking about fight, I really like the action in this episode as well, too. Yeah, the action was pretty good. I, I enjoyed, like I said, the part on the, the helicarrier. What was with the scientist guy, though? That was a scientist guy that kept, like, screwing everything up. That's like if you handed me a science degree. <laughs> yeah, All he had was, like, jokes and, like, clever names. It's like, well, let me, let me see if I can fix this circuit box. Oh, I'd be like, how'd you get up here? <laughs> did we just let anybody onto the shield helicarrier up here? Oh, yeah. Somebody padded his resume to get that. Down. That's all. <laughs> yeah, wasn't very good at his job, was he? <laughs> all right. Well, with that, let's go ahead and find out what you guys thought about the story art, and we'll go reverse with Delvin. Salbusema. Enough said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, True, as I've gotten older, I've enjoyed his artwork more and more. I'll forever shake my head when I was a kid. I thought his stuff was just plain and ugly. And I look at it now and I'm like, no, no, man, it wasn't. It's spectacular. It's so good. And then when you look back at the history and see that this dude drew the Marvel Universe, he drew Hulk, he drew Spidey, he drew Avengers. Like the dude drew the whole gamut and knew that universe backwards and forward. Legend. I'll pass it to Jared. I told you guys earlier, this book had me for the moment I saw that drawing of him coming out of the river. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a like, good front page. Oh, oh, man. And like Delvin said, it's it's Salvador Michael Francis Bushima. Sal M. F. N. Bushima. I was like, did you make that up? And, yeah, what was Somebody really was Googling stuff, man. Yeah, I'm looking at the header. I don't see those letters in the name on the title page here. Just useless level of preparation. You know, and I just want to piggyback what Delvin said. When we're kids, when we're teenagers, and, and the McFarlands are coming out, and the Eric Larsons are coming out so stylized and incredible, and, and, and Rob Liefeld, let's not front like we didn't like him. Yeah. Um, I, I still kind of like Rob Liefeld. I don't care who knows it. I like but <laughs> they, they are so unique, and when you see him, you're like, oh, it's so unique and visual. We never took time to look at the Bushimas, the Herb Trimpies, Gene Collins, these guys who are just getting it done. Meeting those deadlines, panel to panel, solid, solid. Ross, Andrew, I yeah. mean, come on. And yeah. Sal's in that league, and it's wonderful. And, and you and- never realize, especially if you were the type of person that dove in the back issue bins, like you never had that present run of comics, you'll never appreciate that artist that can churn out that product once every 30 days until you read a book that you like. And that artist cannot deliver a book once a month and that book gets delayed and then they have to put another artist on it and the continuity goes on. You never appreciate it until you see like some of the newer artists that can't do the book on time. Someone who can get that book done in 30 days is love it. That's right. Those were the days. Was that Jared? Slick art is sexy, but timely, consistent art, yeah. that's the hotness right there. Yep. Yep. Jason. Yeah, I agree with you guys 110%, and I'll just expand on that thought a little bit. It's not just the consistency and the time. It's the ability to tell the story, to lay the story out in a way that makes sense. And what I really like about this book is it has a lot of panels. It's telling a lot of story, but each panel is a treat to the eye and serves the story. 
So there's not a lot of big splash pages. There's not a lot of, you know, pinup style poster art. But what there is, is good, solid story. And even the smallest panel, if you look at it, has great background. The panels on the wharf, you see the buildings in the background, you see the water, you see the lights. Uh, inside the shield helicarrier, you see the tech, you see the bulkheads. It's really done well. And the final thing I'll bring up is the artist's ability to physically capture how effortless it is for the Hulk to grab the car and throw it into the water. It is more difficult than what it sounds like to graphically portray in one panel him just tearing this into this trunk like it's tissue paper. And it's just amazing how he portrays that. And there's also a scene where he's uh, where General Ross is running for his life with Hulk on his heels and the S.H.I.E.L.D. crew try to drop down these bars. The panel, Hulk just goes through them and you can just see that image play out in your mind. You could see the movie of this and the tension just bleeds on the page. And that's in one panel. So Sal Buscema, master. I agree with you guys 110%. And with that, Pat, take us home. Well, I don't really think I got much else to say besides what you guys said. But what I'm going to do is just go one more on it and with the colors. The colors just, Glennis, that's why she's a color me bad colorist to me is, man, that art and the color just makes this pop so much. Do, 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 do. <laughs> now you don't have to splice in effects, man. <laughs> Thank you. Again, yeah, I can't say much. I can't say anything more besides really great artwork here and the colorist. That's it. Speaking about the art, let's go ahead and turn it over to Jarrett for his segment called What's Your Favorite Page? Well, this is how What's Your Favorite Page works. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just named it What's Your Favorite Page. We never had a name for it before. <laughs> Welcome to the very first uh, segment of What's Your Favorite Page? I'm Jared Albrecht, the art Picture pages, picture pages, picture pages. And like I said, we set this up in your mind every time you go to a con. Sabusim is sitting there, and he's like, I love the Long Box Crusade. I got every page from issue 215, and you guys can pick which one you want. We all know which one I'm going to pick, so I'll just reiterate it last. We'll start with you, DJ Cristados. Well, I'm going to go with page that... Jason was saying, it's the page where Hulk is doing his thunderclap, and then at the bottom, he's just really hulking out and just bunching through the the bars as well, too. I think that's a really great action page. And we'll pass it to Delvin. I'm going to go with the detailed picture of the introduction of the Bi-Beast. That mofo looks terrifying. Like, I mean, come on now. I mean, just orange and... Like, but not like the thing and like those clawed toes and everything. What a fantastic picture that was. Like, that is a heck of a picture. And it looks like a beast that would be a threat for the Hulk. That's what I'm going with. Jason. Yeah, I thought about that one, too. That is a good one. I think I'm going to settle on the one that I was talking about where he's grabbing the trunk of the car and he just throws that car into the river and then effortlessly and the last panel just flips that, that guy <laughs> in the water. Like I think that just, that just screams Hulk to me. I love that page. So that's the one I would pick. Jared, Just I, I saved yours for you. That's nice of you. Yes, yeah, go for it. We don't do silly Spideys, clearly, because it's the Hulk. But when he flipped that dude out in the river, that's, <laughs> I, was dying. I, was, I was laughing, yep. 
Uh, clearly, I like page one. That drawing of him coming out of the river onto that pier, water dripping off of him. And I, I the only underscore I want to do to it, even though I totally love it in black and white, is Pat made a great comment about Glennis and her coloring. And it really shows off there with the water running off of his skin and the colored version. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Wow. I just love that panel. And uh, and that's that, Pat. That's a wrap, Pat. That's a wrap. Well, it's not a wrap yet. Let's go ahead and find out. Does this bring back any memories for Hulk, Marvel, times of this era of 1977? Let's find out. We'll start with Jason. Any memories? Well, 1977, something does ring a bell. About 1977. It's Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Star Wars was what I was collecting off the spinner rack. I could give less than two craps about Hulk. I was loving those Star Wars comics, but as I saw with this episode, I was missing some good stories there with The Incredible Hulk. So yeah, to me, 1977 is the memory of Star Wars. First real movie I remember going to see with my dad, six years old, you know, saw that movie and just had to plead it with my dad to see it again, bought the comics, went to the drive-in, bought the toys, had the Han Solo blaster, wanted to be Han Solo when I grew up. 1977, Star Wars. Enough said. Jared, you were one, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I will tack on a memory here. This book is cover dated September 1977, and yeah, I was little. But guess what was about to start in just two months in November of 1977? I'll give you a hint. It has to do with Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno. Oh, the TV series, which I did greatly enjoy as a child. Clearly, well, I was going to say clearly they were in reruns, but its final episode was in like 1982. And then they did the Death of the Hulk movie and TV movie in like 1990. I watched it live. I really enjoyed the TV show. So I'm just going to tie this to that. I, I think this is the era that Marvel starts dabbling into TV. As we know, we've seen the Spider-Man TV ads on the stuff we're covering in Chronicles. Hulk's doing its thing. What a great show. I've since gotten a few of them on on DVD and put them on my Plex server. I don't have the full run. I only have a handful of episodes, but I think Bill Bixby is amazing. And oh, by the way, let's tie it all back together. Bill Bixby directed several episodes of Sledgehammer. Did he really? Yeah. He actually had a a non-credited appearance in season two when Sledgehammer goes to jail. He was an inmate in the prison. I spotted him, and that was kind of fun. So I just adored the show, and I'll leave it at that. Delvin. I wanted to look to see the earliest Incredible Hulk that I have in my collection. And I have, for whatever reason, Incredible Hulk issue 243, which came out in January 1980. So... I'm a few years off. Roger Stern uh, was writing the book at the time, and Sal Buscema was still drawing the book. Wow. Nice. Um, so he was still on it. Some good continuity there. As far as September 77, I was a baby. I was, hold up, September, here the one, that's not, five months old? Yeah. So not much yeah. memories for me. <laughs> not much memories for me there. Uh, I was... Hopefully not giving my mom and dad too many fits there. And um but Transformers. Hmm? <laughs> that was that was probably maybe another four or five more years before I trans I don't know. Yeah. 
No memories of the Hulk, per se, but I, I was a few years off with the Hulk as far as going back in my collection. But if I ever get back into that, you know, Jones of picking up and doing that Ben diving, that was not a pun, but I, I will take credit for that pun of Jones, Jared, for the heck of it. Well, but yeah, if uh, I ever have a Jones, like, I will definitely consider this era. One of the great things about this show, about having the follower of comic book people, you know, that you start gathering around the show and stuff like that is, especially on Twitter, you see a lot of people and maybe they're my age, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger, but a lot of people like doing that Ben diving uh, for the quarter Ben comic books. And a lot of people are doing that in place of buying comic books present day because either they feel that these stories are better or even if they felt that the stories are equivalent, they can buy, you know, 10 stories for $2 and 50 cents. As opposed to 10, yeah. story, 10 stories today, even with discount for like 25 bucks. So I understand why. And you see that and and you start getting influenced by it and you see you get more of an appreciation for these books. So that's what I have gained. Uh, thanks to Longbox Crusade is having that appreciation for those quarter bend dies for those 50 cent bend dies. And if I ever start getting that Jones again. I will definitely consider Incredible Hulk because, I mean, you got solid writers like Lynn Wayne on it, who I trust now because of Spidey Run. Pat, go for it. I'm going to kind of agree with you as well, too, Delvin, that I think if I'm going to pick up some more Hulk when I've been diving or, or checking out comp shops, i uh, definitely going to pull some of this era Hulk. Hulk now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to pull some Hulk now when I see it. Because I'm so excited about this kind of an era and going through it in Crusader Chronicles. We went through the whole Spidey of 77, X-Men of 77. So I'm really digging this era and want to get a little bit more of what's happening around the Marvel Universe at this time. And to see this Hulk and get a feel for it back then, I I think I can dig this one. I'm down with it. I do remember the Hulk TV show as well, too. So I like that. That kind of reminds me of that watching it as a kid. I just want to jump in here and just talk about how our perspectives change as we get older mm-hmm. uh, in two facets, both related. One is to the comics. I think all of us, when we were younger, looked at comics that were older than us and thought it was that corny kind of storytelling with the and all that. And we've, we've discovered it's more layered than we thought in the 70s. Yeah. And let's also turn that lens on the Incredible Hulk TV show that we've been talking about. When you're a kid, you're like, Lou Ferrigno, give me that Lou Ferrigno. I want to see Lou Ferrigno. And as an adult, you're like, Bill Bixby is an incredibly talented actor. And he's just a gem to watch on the screen. And it's so interesting how our perspectives shift. And now I'm going to tell a sad story. Out of the four of us, I had, I'm going to go ahead and gamble that I had the biggest Hulk collection. Had probably 300, 350 issues of Hulk. And I made that decision a few years ago to sell my collection of comics off. And I've been selling them title by title. And I had a a buyer for on eBay for my entire Hulk run, which was big. And uh, it it was a little sad to send them, but I needed to free up the space. And I was, you know, reading them digitally now. And, but I sent them and it was nice that they were going to a good home. And the Post office completely destroyed the package and every single one of them was lost. And they sent me a letter that said, basically, sorry, the package got lost are bad. 
And I'm not even going to lie, I openly wept when I read that letter and I thought about how long I had collected those books and uh, I just regretted it so bad sending them through. And they'll make it even worse. I normally would definitely put insurance on my packages and it was the one time that I forgot to put insurance on the package. So all I had was that letter that said, so sorry. So man, that was a heartbreaker. The guy who wanted to receive him was sad. I was sad. Just, ah, no good for anybody. That's my sad and tragic tale. But you know what? The stories live on, on Marvel Unlimited. You can go read them. And that's the upside, guys, is, is they're there. That's, we can read them as a community, even if we don't have the issues. So, uh, yeah, I do love the Hulk. I had a huge run of it, and uh, I love talking about it, as we, as we can clearly see. But I'll stop because we have more show to do. You be a Smash Hulk collection. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question, Jared. Hmm. That day that you lost the collection, did you also step on a nail? Pretty sure I did, yeah. Damn it. Seems like I did. <laughs> seems bad, then. That is a bad day. Well, with those memories out of the way, that's going to bring us to the end of this part of the show. You got a comment or a question? Send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Longbox Crusade Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram page. We will be right back. The Incredible Hulk and the Twins of Evil. In a mind-boggling attempt to destroy the Green Goliath, the Abomination and Wendigo join forces. Alone I can fight you to a standstill. Together, we can render you helpless. Hulk only wants to fight fair. The deadly duo leave the Hulk defeated. But suddenly... It's the Hulk. Keep away. Hulk no like people. It's okay, Hulk. We'll help you. You got to have something to eat, Hulk. Here, have a hostess fruit pie. Hostess fruit pie? You'll like the real fruit filling. And how about that light flaky crust? Hulk happy now. Hulk thanks, boys. The green gargantuan crashes off into the forest. I'm glad we had Hostess fruit pies to share with the Hulk. He ate them all. Apple, women, and cherry. In a strange way, I think he knows we're his friends. Now Hulk take care of unfinished business. You get a big delight in every bite of Hostess fruit pies. Hello, Paul. Hello. I am Dr. Herfelstaffner. Come in, come in, please. Take a seat. Take a seat. What can I do for you today? I uh, just, I just, I'm, I can't sleep. I, I, I can't focus on anything. The only thing I can think about is like DC events. DC events? As in the comic books? DC events? Yes, yes. The comic book events. Ooh, interesting. Uh, are we we talking things like Crisis on Infinite Earths? Yeah, yeah, totally. That one, yeah. Uh, Infinite Crisis? Yeah, yeah, that one too. Oh, very, very. Invasion, maybe? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the, uh, the Genesis? Uh, not so much. No? Oh. Okay, well, I think it's really good if you talk about things that are troubling you in your life so maybe you should do a podcast about this obsession what 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 do you call this obsession what do you think it is i think you're a unique case i've not seen anything like this before in my office i'm going to suggest that you have what we call dc ocd what dc ocd you are obsessive and compulsive about your dc events i think 
You should talk it out, get it out of your system via a podcast. I will help you, my friend. We shall do a podcast together about your DC OCD. Oh, okay. When I won't even start? charge you for it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't think I can claim you on benefits. <clears throat> yeah, it's good. <laughs> when shall we start? Um, I'll get back to you on that. I'll check my I'll check my timetable. <laughs> cool. Welcome back from the break. Let's continue on with the show. Now it's time to scan through the featured issue of Incredible Hulk number 215 for the top ads that stood out for us in a segment called Add It Up. Here are the ads that stood out to us in this issue. Jared, what ad do you like? All right, I've got to go for the one. It's a half-page ad. The top page is for Slim Jim, but I don't want to talk about Slim Jim. I want to talk about the movie projector ad that you can order a movie projector for $13.99. Thank you. With $1 shipping. And what I like most about the ad is how they're clearly telling you you can watch your porn <laughs> on it. Telling you you watch your <laughs> they have a picture of a girl or a lady that's very suggestive projected on the screen. They talk about how you can get the 3D glasses to make it feel so real you'll want to touch it. How you can freeze frame it for you can really focus on one image at a time. Oh, I they are you really read the text, didn't you? I read the text. I didn't really read the text. I was just... It's got it's, rugged construction, yeah. too. They're like, battery power, you can take it anywhere. Secret places and all that kind of stuff. Okay, they don't say secret places. <laughs> but it's clearly aimed at your adult film collection, I do believe. I did my eBay homework and looked it up to see what they sell for now. So, gentlemen, if you invested the $13 plus $1 shipping for a total of $14 and 77 well... Your ship has come in because they sell for about $25 now on eBay. So your money since 1977. Double my money. There you go. So that's my ad, and I'm sticking to it, and let's talk to... Well, uh, Jared, I'm going to step in here. My ad is on that same page as yours. Is it the Slim Jim ad? It's the Slim Jim ad, yes. <laughs> step into a Slim Jim. Step in. You know, the mighty meat snack conquer. No carbs. No the carbs. horrible hungries. You can't go wrong with a, a meat snack. Yeah, Mighty Meat Snack. Wasn't that your nickname in college? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of spicy. I had to call me Spicy Meat Snack. Uh, spicy Meat Snack. <laughs> yeah. It's awkward. Don't explain that. We'll just take your for it. I can show you. No. Nope. Okay. I am good. Thank you. I really enjoy the Slim Jims. I don't know about you guys, but I can I could probably eat that whole big box of <laughs> Slim Jims. <laughs> hey, no, like Jason said, no carbs, man. Yeah. Yeah, no carbs. The the only thing I don't like about it is that you have to open up each individual one. So you're like, and your hands are all greasy from the first couple ones that you eat. So then you're like, and then you get the ones where they don't open all the way up. What's the sound effect effect for opening this list? Oh, my goodness. For those of you who can't see him, um, if you're familiar with the Spider-Man villain, I think his name is Vermin. That's what he looks like. But yeah, I love the Slim Jims, and you know, it's a, a little less than a meal, a little more than a snack. 
That should be the tagline for our show. <laughs> a little less of a podcast, <laughs> but a little more. I'm just some idiots talking of, to Mike. Of a bunch of idiots. There's four flavors. There's four of us. No, with Spice. more stupid. <laughs> Spicy pizza, bacon, and salami. <laughs> and my fingers are greasy, so. The Spice Girls, we got the Slim Jim boys. I like it. Spicy Slim Jim pizza. <laughs> slim I want to I I open my snack. I want to open my snack. Snack pack. <laughs> Please, God, someone pass it to Delvin. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and find out. Delvin, what's your ad for this issue? Look, you know, I'm all about my fitness, all about my health. So I want to let Joe Weeder build me a better body for just $7.98. Mm. Now, you know what I can get a Taco Bell for $7.98? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could buy a Taco Bell franchise for seven dollars and ninety-eight cents, <laughs> at least in some places. Now, he's not going to give you that Joe Weider body, though. <laughs> he's not going to give you that Joe Weider body. But looking at the body, that assuming this is Joe Weider on the ad here, I'm not sure about the uh, rate back in seven. Uh, excuse me, in 1977 for steroids, but I'm pretty sure they were probably higher priced than seven dollars and ninety-eight cents. Because you ain't getting no body with no bands. Seven ninety eight. <laughs> you saying that Joe Weider was on the juice? Yes, <laughs> I, I am saying he was on the juice, and that no bands didn't get him looking like that. I can use bands for years and years. I won't look like that dude looks on that picture. So in this ad, it says, "Hurry! Don't miss out on this once in a lifetime, never before, never to be repeated offer." How many times do you think this ran? In the 70s. <laughs> I think it ran through all the 70s and well into the 80s. Also, you know that they are catering to the audience of twerps. <laughs> We're susceptible to this. Like, I'm going to put my $8 together. I'm going to use these bands. I'm going to like, beefcake, beefcake. <laughs> it's not even the only workout ad in the issue. No, I know. There's another. <laughs> this issue well, is that- chock full of flea market ads and workout ads. Yeah. You sure know, not, because- man. Nobody- dumb enough to fall for that <laughs> someone's like could you imagine the kid like back then was like oh man that offer ran out You're talking what was to i gotta go back and i gotta go find that other ad i think jason mailed off for the joe weeder how'd that pan out it didn't hold on it says joe proudly poses with his famous pupil arnold schwarzenegger mr olympia winner let me tell you something about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, amazing body, Mr. Olympia. Lots of steroids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you dare say an unkind word about Arnold Schwarzenegger? I, I, I didn't. I didn't say an untrue word about him anyway. Jason. Well, we said some true words about him in an upcoming episode of Action Film Face Off. Ooh. There's Ooh. a teaser. Ooh. Jason. I'm going to go in the opposite direction of the health kick that Delvin went on, and I'm going with the Hostess brings you two delicious all-star snacks, Hostess cupcakes and Twinkies. Yes, I'm taking both, but why let me talk about it? Let's let Mary Jane read the tagline. What a lineup, baby! Golden sponge cake, cream filling. That's Hostess Twinkies, baby. Hostess Twinkie cakes, chocolate icing over the moist devil's food kick. Oh, man! That's Hostess Cupcakes. Both home run hitters. Ask mom. She knows. She knows. Anyway, thank you, Mary Jane. Thank you for that. Because I get all those cupcakes, all those Twinkies, and I get baseball cards of Jim Palmer, Joe Morgan, 
Reggie Jackson. That's my treat all day. Thank you, Mary Jane. I appreciate your help. You're welcome, baby. I'm not hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, well, you know what? I'm kind of am. Pass me one of those. Oh, really? That was worth the wait. Wait, wait a minute. My hands are all greasy from the, the slim Jim. snacks. Yes, I can't open the tweet. Damn you, meat snacks. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for sharing the ads with me. Do you have a comment on this? Let us know. Email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram page. Now, let's continue on with the next segment called Way Back in Time. Pause, Pat. This is Longbox Crusade. How are we not going to ask the audience a question? And I'm going to pass around. We're going to do this fast. Pat, Twinkie or Hostess Cupcake? Pick one. Go. Cupcake. Delvin. Twinkie. Jason. Cupcake. And I'm going to round us out with Twinkie. So Delvin and I are two cool guys. Oh, no. Two Twinkies and two Cupcakes. I'll tell you what, it's a tough, tough call, though. It was. I definitely want to know uh, over on our Twitter page when this episode airs and you guys are listening to this. Gots to know which side you want, Twinkie or Cupcake. And with that, Pat, let's go back in time. Two cool cream-filling guys. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, they both have (laughs) cream-filling Then how can you go wrong? (laughs) Can't go wrong. It's moist, baby. (laughs) Yes, we would love to hear your comments. You're Twinkie or a cupcake person? We need to know. All right. Well, with that, let's go ahead and get to the Semic called Way Back in Time. Once again, it is time to take another revealing peek back into history. What famous date shall I set it to today, Mr. Peabody? September 1977. Got it. are some major news from September 1977. On September 3rd, the last broadcast of the Mary Tyler Moore Show was on CBS. On September 5th, we had the launch of the Voyager 1. Which would be important in just a couple of years because they used that as a plot point for the Star Trek motion picture. Mm, yes, it was. V'ger. That's right. Yeah. And it came from the planet Zardoz. <laughs> Zardoz. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. On September 10th, Krista Valenciak set women's marathon record at 2 hours, 35 minutes, 47 seconds. And that rounds out to about 10.16 miles per hour. That is fast. Her and General Ross. (laughs) Ross is like, move out of the way, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I got a Hulk on my (laughs) On September 10th, France had its last execution by guillotine. That is crazy to me. Isn't wow. that interesting? I thought it's about it was. time they cut that off. <laughs> I hate you, Pat. That was just a little ahead of me. <laughs> you, you took too long. You took too long. <laughs> Drop it. <laughs> now who got duped? It was me. On September 11th, the Atari 2600 released in North America. Ooh, yeah, man. I was all about the gaming. Heck yeah. I think I had an Atari 2600. Maybe? I know I had ColecoVision. I know that. Anyway, September 13th, the first TV viewer discretion warning for Soap, which I believe was a sitcom. And that's kind of ironic because I guess Soap was too dirty. It was kind of a, uh, you know. Risque. Risque, yeah. I remember watching that as a kid. 
On September 15th, Chips debuts. With some salsa on the side. The salsa was Eric Estrada. Oh. I want to punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was TV season because on September 24th, The Love Bones debuts. Soon we'll be making another run. Oh, it's my turn. I'm, I was lost in, I was setting a course for adventure. My mind was on a new, know, romance. A new romance. Yeah. <laughs> and love won't hurt anymore. It's an open smile on a friend show. Captain Snooping, shut up and move the show off. <laughs> Welcome aboard this love. It's not cute anymore. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> on September 29th, James Brown's entire band quit citing they were overworked and unpaid and the hot tub was too hot hot for the hot tub. Where'd you go? Think about yourself. Don't be working man in show business, but apparently he made everybody the hardest working man in show business. And they bailed out. Himself on the stage. Don't like it. Yeah, that dude was, he never, he went on the road, never stopped. Never stopped. And he just wore the band out. At some point he was like, say it loud. (laughs) And nothing. Just We're gone. There you go. <laughs> All right, we will move on to movies released. The top three movies. Uh, there are only four released that month. And uh, Jared, can you tell us why that was the case? Absolutely. And my brother Jason alluded to it earlier. This is September of 1977. Back, I want to say in May of 77 was the release date for a little movie called Star Wars. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Ain't got time for this bullshit. Called Haunted in Julia. <laughs> and basically what happened was Star Wars was such a phenomenon. It was just selling out theater after theater after theater all the way into the fall. It's still the number one movie in America in the fall in September. It came out in May. And That's so incredible. St- so studios started postponing their film release because they were like, we're not going up against Star Wars. We're not going up against Star Wars. And that's why in September of 77, four movies were released. Does anyone know any of these movies? Big negative. No. Big, big negative. <laughs> we, negative. Should, we should read them anyway. I'll start. <laughs> the first movie is The Haunting of Julia. Yeah. The next one is called Another Man, Another Chance. He had no chance against Star Wars. And the next one released was called Bobby Deerfield. Got nothing. I'm like a deer in a headlight on that one. But speaking of a deer in a headlight, you might know this one. A little night music, night music. Oh, the song. This is a movie called a little. Oh, night. a movie called Night Music. Okay, then I, I got nothing. All right, there you have it. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars was just clear in the decks, man. And Jason and I have gotten 1977 on Action Film Face Off twice. And one time we did Star Wars. We, we held back on the Spy Who Loved Me, which is another big 77 action film. And after that, like Kaiser Soze. It's gone. Like, remember, we did. We had to do uh, Sorcerer, which yeah, wasn't a bad, yeah, yeah. bad movie. I'd never heard of it, but man, 77, just like Star Wars, just cleared the decks. Speaking about Star Wars, Dylan, why don't you tell us what the number three song was, according to Billboard at this time? Well, we are going to keep this Star Wars theme going. And the number three song, uh, September 1977, was Star Wars Cantina Band by Miko.
Oh, here it is. Oh, there's the record. <sighs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Jason and I had that. Hmm. It's even got my name written on it because, you know, just in case I lost it. <laughs> it doesn't say Play that Katine. All right. So the number two song was I Just Want to Be Your Everything by Andy Gibbs. Number one song for September of 1977. Whoa, whoa. Get the best of my love by the emotion. Oh, that best of my love. Well, okay. I was thinking the Eagles best of my love, but I'm like, I couldn't think of the, couldn't place it until you did, until you sang it. Best of my love. Anyway, there's our top songs. That's going to bring us to the end of this part of the show. You got a comment or question? Send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com. You can also follow and leave a comment on Twitter at longboxcrusade. We will be right back. I'm Paul. And I'm Mike. We do Waiting for Doom, the Doom Patrol podcast. And we also do DCOCD, the DC Events podcast. And now we're doing another podcast called The Gary Show. People have asked us what the Gary Show is all about. It's about two friends talking. It's about mutual understanding. I don't agree. It's about our lives. It's about mistakes. It's about being real. But mostly, it's about 60 more minutes. Paul... The Gary Show, now on the Waiting for Doom podcast feed. Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the feedback part of the show where we share your comments, emails, questions, likes, and shares in a segment called Crusader Comments. We are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks that have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from Jared's online store, TheYardSaleArtist.com. Early access to special Longbox episodes, voting to help determine show content, a quarterly newsletter, and so much more. These are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. Thank you for being a friend. And Helica Wolf. Auburn Elvis. Bill Bear. Blast it or stash it. Bob Buster. Braxton Underwood. Dave Collins, but you know him as Battle Wagon. The Duchess. Gerald Green. Greg Van Leuven. I, the Collector. Ivor Evans. Jeremy L. Don't squeeze the Jim German. Musical genius Joe November. You know him as Joe Thomas. John Watson. Jose Poyo. Mark Hatherley. Maxwell Trevor. Miranda W. Paul Hicks. 
Rick from Jeff and Rick present Rossma Show. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Croden. Timmy. Tim Price. The Toronto Cop. And our one-time donor, Bradford William. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. As a reminder, you can become a Crusaders Club member by heading over to patreon.com and searching for Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you will get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. Don't have any extra scratch lying around, but you still want to help out here at Longbox Crusade headquarters? Please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. Even if you just want to keep it short with just star ratings, it helps raise the profile of the show. And we will share your review on the next show. We have comments from... Long Box Crusade episode 24, Legends of the Dark Knight number three is the comic book that we discussed from January 1990 with a guy with Al Stono. Gotta get it. Gotta get it. And Helica Fetty Wolf. Austin Kuykendall. Me and Ben Jones. Me and Bill Beer. Bill Schmidt. Chris. Not to be mistaken for Chris Leiden. Not to be mistaken for Chris... Uh, Black Belt, Texas 21. Well, there's only one Chris that we know of, and that's Chris at BTO and Bat Books. I played on my tiny guitar. And get back in the basement. It's Clinton Robinson. But before you go, please make us some coffee and comics, Clinton. And also comic reflections. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Reflecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dale Russell. The dame herself, Deborah Smith. Happy birthday. Eric Goggler. Gene Hendricks. He's a regular. Jerry Green. Green Lantern HG. Hail Jordan. Hilton Jackson. Ivan Chudley. Jeff Sundermeyer. John D. Knoll. It's not <laughs> Ken Solo. Laurel. Manuel Canete Mendoza. Sir Martin of Gray. Olivia L. Diffin. Omaha Bound, because they're so fancy. Patrick Devins. Paul Barant. Philip O.H. Professor Frenzy. It's a show. Show. Rat Adventures. There was something in the air. <laughs> the moon was bright. Rolando Diaz. <laughs> Rosma Show. Ruth Sutherland. Sarah Lustria. Secret Wars and Beyond podcasts. Thanks, Sean. Steve Ratke. The Bat Pod, a Batman comic book podcast. Tim Price, come on down. You're the next contestant on Longbox Crusade. Give me a beat. Unpacking like the unpacking power of the unpacking power of the power of the power of the pack set. The pack set is the unpacking of the power of the power pack. Word. I'm disappointed. I very rarely get unpacking the power of the power pack. And then I'm left with, well, you know what? I, I can't, I have to thank him. But you know what? I wanted unpacking the power of the power pack and I didn't get it. I'm jealous. <laughs> so I would pout, but not because I'm reading Zachary Carter. We will move on. 
to social media comments from... I'll take this top one here from Green Lantern HG, Fight the Good Fight. And he says, as far as who should take over as Batman, I feel Batman will end at some point. Gotham will have a new hero eventually, but not a new Batman. This is controversial, folks. This is, mm. let's face it, five different Batman already, and only one was good. So let Bruce be Bats. Time comes and a new hero will come. Deep thoughts, controversial thoughts, gentlemen. Bah, Dick Grayson. I like Terry McGinnis a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. It. Bats for all ages. People have got bad opinions. I'll read one from perhaps first-time commenter Chris at Black Belt Texas 21, who said, I love the Legends of the Dark Knight. I have a huge stack of them that I read through, and that's good stuff, man. Thanks for cool. joining along with us and chipping in. I'm going to read one from Martin Gray, and Martin says, congratulations and celebrations, and maybe jubilations? Ooh. Ooh, that's a lot of shins. Yeah, I mean, like, calm down, Sir Martin Gray. Let's, <laughs> let's not give too much now. He's, he's in the UK, so yes. congratulations, celebrations, jubilations in different nations. Ooh, I wanted to add something and I just went blank, so. <laughs> Going station to station. <laughs> Stations have vibrations? Just had some hesitation. Uh, <laughs> there we go. It took, it took a little bit. The hamster was like, huh? Well, <laughs> get late. Maybe, maybe you got constipations? <laughs> oh, goodness. You're regular <laughs> There we go. And uh, last comment from Bill Beer, who says, looking forward to this, guys. Such a classic. And it was. And I'll go ahead and add one more comment that we had from Paul Hicks, who said, I am interested in this superhero shaman. Well, Paul, shaman was in Alpha Flight, and we never talk about Alpha Flight on this show because they're lame. Thanks to everyone for the likes, shares, follows, and comments. We appreciate your friendship over 25 episodes and your help in spreading the word about this podcast. Can you believe it? 25. 25 of the official flagship Long Fox Crusade. We've had some of these where we've recorded for five hours straight before. (laughs) So, uh, wow, it's got to be a record. Yeah, that happened now. I would murder you all. I remember doing this in the early days, man. And I think Jason was on. We were talking about G.I. Joe one night, man. Like, I fell asleep at my computer. It's like... <laughs> and that's the show. Be sure to check out the website, longboxcrusade.com, where posts will be made for journaling this crusade. I want to thank Jared, Jason, Delvin for joining me on this episode. But before we go, let's find out where the listeners can find us on the internet. Jason. Thanks, Pat. You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. Delvin. You can find me on Twitter at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y-1-9-7-7. Pat. Well, Delvin, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Jared. You can find me at Yard Sale Artist. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parlor. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. And on YouTube, if you search Yard Sale Artist, you'll find me drawing pictures and sharing yard sale scores. And you can find me at your locals, General's Fried Chicken. It's butt kicking. General's Fried Chicken. It's the bomb. If you get that joke, then God bless you. I don't get it. It's from Undercover Brother, Billy D. Williams. Uh-huh. Oh, I've seen him. <laughs> Man. Oh, I'm like a pro! <laughs> <laughs>
he started a chicken joint. He gave up being like chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to start a chain of chicken restaurants. <laughs> the commercial is hilarious. Play the audio here, Pat. I want you to buy my new fried chicken, that is. Show enough. I used to work for the Pentagon. Now I help you to get your chicken on. And for a limited time only, order an eight-piece nappy meal and get a 32-ounce malt liquor absolutely free. You be buying, yeah, yeah, we be frying. Jenna's chicken, the best chicken in the Introducing the Nappy Meal from GFC. This chicken is the bomb. At the General's, we do chicken right on. And if you want to interact with us via live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us on our next episode of Doing It Livestream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start around 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Lombok's Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lombok's Crusade. You got a comment or a question? Email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com or leave a comment on the Lombok's Crusade Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page at Lombok's Crusade. Until next time, take care and please join us for the next episode as we continue on the Crusade 2. The intro music is provided by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You won't regret it. All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. Welcome to a standard behind-the-scenes peek at what it's like to record at the Long Box Crusade. Uh, Jason's internet is awful. Delvin has popped in at just the right time, and Pat is late. I I only took one nap today, Easy Rooster. Uh, so hey, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Enough the rooster, <laughs> but he ain't gonna die. He ain't gonna go so How do you know that? When did you learn these songs? You do stuff when you're not looking. <laughs> Were you listening to them when we weren't hanging out in college <laughs> and then just pretending that you hated them? I was just like, I was like, just rocking out. And I see you come up, like, oh, change it, change it, change it. <laughs> <laughs> because this is the stuff that I like in college. Ah, I don't like it. It's lazy. All this stuff is lazy. Yeah, I was a girl. It's not Elvis. It's not was, the 60s. No, not the 60s, the 50s. It's not the 50s. I like the 60s, too, and the 70s. Paul Hicks says that he's watching us all the time. Yeah, here's, here's a quick fast-forward repeat of 
Jason's 2019 Scott Sharker, Scott Sharker, Scott Sharker. You know, I uh, I rate my com I rate my comics. Sky Striker, Sky Striker, Sky Striker, and Sky Striker. <laughs> Two Sky Strikers and the Sky Striker in the pear tree. <laughs> With the Sky Striker. You know, Del- all right, loose. for people in the chat, Delvin always gets upset the later we go, but like half the reason we go late is because Delvin will stop singing songs. He's full energy now, but check in about 90 minutes from now. He's going to be like this. Just shut up. Shut up. Delvin, you got any highs, lows, or what does? Yeah, what the? Why is this taking so long? What the heck happened all the time? My high is this blow I'm going to have to take to keep myself awake. I'm great. I'm great. Great. So that's where I'm great. (laughs) I'm going to go on mute. Don't anybody do the stupid mute bit either. (laughs) Let's do a mute bit. So you're on mute? What bit? Yeah. So he's on mute and... What am I supposed to do? You're also supposed to go on mute. Jared, is that what I'm supposed to do? Go on mute? I'm coming off mute to let you know, yes, you should go on mute. Jared, you're not on mute. You just said you were. Okay, now you're back. Wait, I thought Jared was supposed to be off mute. No, he came off mute to tell you how to come on to mute. Okay, so I come on mute. I'm muting. Uh Uh-huh. Good job. (laughs) Am I supposed to mute? Why Why didn't Delvin mute? I was about to mute, but I wanted to make sure that you two. Delvin's too good both. for the mute. I'm not. I'm you not can't handle the mute. mute. I'm not muting if Delvin's not muting. That's I was awesome. about to mute. The Tim, Tim Price, uh, yes, you are mute because we can't hear you. But you may not be on mute at home. I'm on mute now. Okay, you're on mute except down under. <laughs> Mutiny. Okay. Mutiny on the bounty. We're all bounty about. What we're all about. Joe November with no mutes because, like, he is the musical genius. So pauses are part of mute. I'll mute now. I'll mute. I'll mute. Okay, I, I'll come off a of mute to Good. just say everybody else is muted. All right, here we go. Let's get this. Yes, everybody's muted. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that confirmation. You're not muted, and I told you I'm not muting if you don't go on mute. Okay, okay. I'll mute then. All right, hold on. Not you, Pat. You, me. That, that comment was that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have specified. I was talking about Delvin. Oh, you're talking to me because when I mute, I can't hear anything. That's not how no, the mute works. Work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, the fun we have here. You're listening to the Longbox Crusade Podcast, Episode 25, featuring Incredible Hawk. Hawk. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'll have my best engineer splice it in here. I wanna be. Don't break back old jokes. <laughs> oh, I had to. That's the next one. All right. I, we need everybody in the chat to rate that remix on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> As the audience tallies up their vote, we'll move on. Paul's comment It's Crusade Miss time. There's no reason to be afraid. We let in light and we banish shade. We'll tell them all. All about the silver age. <laughs> Dang it, Paul. That's interesting. Unless he's gaslighting us, which Paul Hicks likes to do. Anyway. I always take what Paul Hicks says with a grain of salt. It tastes better. That Never way. trust a man with a beard. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or a bald barber. <laughs> no respect for your hair. 
Well, Tim Price has got it right. Sometimes you got to eat, eat the, the filler. filler. Yes. <laughs> We've eaten some filler in our day, fellas. That's a true listener right there, Tim is. <laughs> I hope someday Tim can get his own podcast. So do I. <laughs> One day, maybe. One day. One day. Keep shooting for them stars. <laughs> <laughs> keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for those stars. Yeah, thank y'all so much. Seriously. That was just freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, everybody in the chat. Yeah, I'm surprised you hung with us, man. I wanted to leave this son of a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. We got to add some bit about Jason fighting a bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, uh, we promised all kinds of stuff. Uh, you're supposed to shave. Delvin, have you shaved? Yes. Pat, did you skydive? Uh, naked. Nice. I got my hat on. Jason, the time has come. Bum, 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 bum. Here's the bear's head. Ah! And in this corner, we have... What is good in life? <laughs> and the rest of his body. This is a good bear. Me and my bear buddies right here. <laughs> you in a space Who's bear? Who's a good bear? Who's a good space bear? bear? You go for two, Jason. You go for two. Give him a belly. It's very precious. Oh, oh, I got. We did get last minute question. We bodies. We wash. I wash it a bear. Uh, me, a lover, not a fighter. Uh, you know, you know it. Okay. Give me a, give me a second. Take it. <laughs> 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 